Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. It is Wednesday and normally on Wednesday, normally about midweek, we are previewing the upcoming game and we are going to be doing that. We're going to be talking to Terrence Copper of Believe in Saints, but that's going to be tomorrow. We're going to get to that today. We are going back to Pete Carroll's Monday press conference. Yes, having the game Sunday night, it threw off the whole week's schedule. But here we are, Pete Carroll's Monday press conference, and we got more positive news. See, I'm bringing you positive news about Daryl Taylor. Really, a really, really positive report. His uh, MRI stuff was clear. Um, his uh, CAT scan stuff was clear. He does not have any, a neck injury. And uh, he he got, you know, he got jammed pretty good. Um, we got to wait and see what what it's like but uh it may be more a little bit more in his shoulder even um as we as we figure it out but um he's not out of the woods of playing this week um so that's a thrilling you know response to what it looked like and everybody could have anticipated so we'll see how that goes and he's got to have a good week uh, to do that uh and and i haven't talked to daryl since the um since the mri stuff came back i talked to him at last night whenever it was in the middle of the night um and he was very positive about it and all that. So we'll see what happens. But a really, really good report. And I know a lot of people um, were, were really, you know, upset about that, like, you know, for good reason. And, uh, you know, whenever they, they, they take a guy off like that, you know, it, it, the threat is, is so huge. Anyway, he did. He, he came out great. So uh, we'll hope for the best. And he may have a chance to go this week. Great news and just wild to think that we could see Taylor back on the field against the New Orleans Saints on Monday night. Hopefully that's the case. I am rooting for that. And while we're on injury updates, we also got an update on running back Alex Collins, who left the Steelers game with a hip injury. He got beat on pretty good, you know, cramped up a little bit too. Yeah, a little bit of everything uh, happened, but... Um... As far as, as I know right now, and it's going to take the next couple of days to, to determine, he, he just got, you know, a lot of wear and tear last night. He, he played a great football game for us, and, and uh, he's really tough, and, and uh, we'll see what happens. But um, he didn't have a, a significant injury. Now, if Collins isn't able to play on Monday, Carroll says that former first-round pick Rashad Penny is going to be ready to go. Yeah, I talked to Rashad last week. Uh, I think I told you guys that, you know, in looking forward to this week coming up, that he needed to have a great week last week, which he did. And he's had a, a number of weeks. The last three weeks have been really good for him. He is re raring to go. And there there won't be any restrictions on him unless the workload, uh, you know, uh, builds up on him. And, if, and I'm hoping that that's not going to be the factor because of the way he's prepared. Um, it's 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 extremely important that he comes back to us now and, and, uh, and helps out, you know, in the running game and all that. Um, and I'm really excited for him. He's, it's been a long year and a return and all of that for him. It's been really frustrating for him and he's really raring to go. One news item from earlier this week, Pete Carroll making some waves on ESPN 710 Monday, talking about the fact that the team had reached out to quarterback Cam Newton and Pete Carroll addressed those comments later that day while on the podium. We're doing everything we can with everybody that's available always. And so um, I talked to him a couple of times, you know, and just trying to see what, what was going on in his world and all that. And and, uh, and we're, we're wide open and continuing to compete with that. And, you know, there was nothing to be done then. And, you know, we're really counting on Gino to do the job. And, and that's that's how the conversation went with him, too. I was, and we were counting on Gino to do the job and all that. So um, um, So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next. One other news item from Monday morning was DK Metcalf and Shannon Sharp's Twitter exchange. They went back and forth. If you haven't seen it, it's up at fieldgoals.com. But Pete Carroll was critical about how his young receiver 
handle that particular exchange? Well, in general, um, you know, I, I don't know why anybody wants to communicate that way, <laughs> you know, openly. Um, you can always call people and talk to them, you know, and, 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 you know, work things out a lot more efficiently. Um, so we've always, you know, discouraged our guys, try to discourage them from, from trying to communicate in, in that, in that fashion, just because it's, you know, and for the most part, guys are really good at it now. You know, guys used to use Twitter like it was their, they were sending a text, you know, and, and so they, they figured it out. And, and, uh, DK, DK, he's, he's got a big awareness. I don't, you know, I don't know how that went kind of wherever, but, um, as you watch DK, you'll always see he'll, he'll always come around. He'll always come around to clear thinking and he's, he's a really bright kid and, and, uh, and, uh, which, you know, I think he probably did. Now I know Pete wants DK to pick up the phone, but that's just not how it works with every, all the communication that needs to happen can happen on Twitter, even though what happens on Twitter, it doesn't matter. And if things on Twitter don't matter, then I suppose DK Metcalf's apology on there doesn't matter either, but he used the same form of communication that he got it all started with. So, uh, everything's probably good, right? But turning back toward the Steelers game, here is what Carroll had to say about the defensive improvements that the Seahawks made. I, I think that we did a nice job last night, and um, you know, they, they tried hard to, to get it going. We felt like in control of it. There was a few, uh, you know, late in the fourth quarter, there was a couple runs that got out um, that moved the ball a little bit. But all in all, the guys did a really nice job up front, and we played a lot of uh, a lot of seven-man front football in, in this game. And, and uh, so that called on those guys to do a good job, and they did it. And um, I, I do think, Corbin, that we – this was an important game for us, um, you know, to only allow two explosive plays for the night. That that's that's a big improvement over what just happened the week before, and uh, it was necessary to get that done. And um, and so I'm I'm hoping that we take a turn. This was not a uh, Ben didn't let it be a pass rush game. You know, he he just would not hold the football, and so um, it didn't. It, we didn't see numbers there, but uh, but we we kept them under control for the most part, and and uh, I thought it was a good a good step for us and a, a necessary step. One player who appeared to be crucial in that defensive turnaround was cornerback Trey Brown, who made his NFL regular season debut on Sunday night. He did really well. He played really well. He, he um, had a couple big hits, um, covered well when he had his chances. He was right where he was supposed to be. And uh, that's a, just, a, I, I've said this a lot to you guys, it's a lot to ask of a young guy, but he gives you the sense that he really has a really terrific feel for, for playing the position. And uh, so he's going to, I mean, he, he helped himself. He's going to play more. It just hasn't been hard for him. It's been, it's been very, uh, uh, very comfortable for him to, to adjust to what we're talking about. He, he played on the line of scrimmage a great deal in college, and uh, he knows how to do that and how to mix his man and zone stuff. And, um, you know, I, I'm hoping that we can just continue to develop him. He's going to make plays. He's going to make things happen out there just by doing the right thing. And uh, he's a tough guy, so I'm, I like that. After getting shut out in the first half of that game against the Steelers, the Seahawks were able to find some success offensively, especially in the running game. It was just a commitment we made at halftime that this was how we were going to change the game, and uh, and that was to rely on the guys up front and 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 pound away at it and see if we couldn't turn it. And it, you know the the guys did a fantastic job, and I think you you saw um, you know, we've liked these guys all along, but we we have not in any of these games called on them like we did last night. And so uh, it's a really it's significant step for us, I think, um, and. Uh, in particularly as, as Gino is getting his feet on the ground, um, it's really important that we do a really nice job here. And so we're, we're going to continue to stay with it. Um, so 
but I, it, I thought the whole half was was significant. You know, I mean, we had the, um, the we were going to continue to be running the ball pretty well. We had the big holding penalty that was really a, just un, so untimely for us, um, and uh, we were still going in. So uh, I think it was a, a good good turn for us. It couldn't have been more obvious, you know. And, and uh, um, Shane jumped right on it and did a great job to to, to adjust. And and uh, and you know we we were talking about it all night, you know, on on the plane and on the bus and, and everything about how it fits together and, and and how it felt and all that kind of stuff and how we want to build from it. So it was um yeah it was it was a good turn for us. But maybe you know not too late. Let's go. With the loss to the Steelers on Sunday, two and four is not a place that we have seen our Seahawks be in. And so it can be frustrating as a fan to see them with a losing record with just a couple weeks before the bye week, Russell Wilson out of the picture until he's able to get healthy. And who knows what's going to happen once he comes back. But yes, it it can be frustrating. And I recognize there's reasons for pessimism. But I want to wrap up with Coach Carroll's thoughts on the season's outlook. It is. It is a challenge. It's a challenge for all of us in, in that this didn't start the way we had planned, you know. And, and uh, so, what's going to happen now? Um, we're, you know, like a, a year ago, I think we were five and zero or something like that. And you're flying and going, and you, you're really feeling all the positive about it. Um, this is this is a different challenge for us, and we will not be able to call this the story of this season for a couple months. You know, it's going to take it's going to take eight, ten games before we know what's going on, and it's going to be a long ways down the schedule. And we're going to see there's a lot of things that will happen around the league, and we got to take care of our business. But um, it's as as is always the case, postponing judgment is really a, a powerful tool if you have it, and uh, and we, that's what we have to do. We got to take one game at a time, just like we know how to do. But we got to really stay focused on that and just postpone what this story is, is going to be. And, and uh, um, and we know that's the truth, it, but it's hard to do, and and uh, so that's what we're going to go about doing, and and so it's a challenge. I you know I got I got to lead the charge, and and uh, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick ass on that. So I'm going to have a little bit of patience. I said before I'm going to wait until we get to the bye week, see what happens over these next couple of weeks. Now, if they lose the next two games in a row at home and they go into the bye week, if you're a pessimist, I'm going to be right there along with you at the bye week. So. We will see, but if you are finding yourself being pessimistic, you want to hang out around other pessimistic people, you can go to fieldgoals.com. There's there's people, there's optimists, there's pessimists. It's a full community with all kinds of people that feel different things. So you will find someone there who feels just like you. Fieldgoals.com. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. And I will be back here going to be previewing this upcoming game against the Saints with Terrence Copper. He's a former NFL wide receiver. He played for the Saints. He played for the Chiefs. He played for the Cowboys. And he even played on Monday night in Seattle. So, you know, I'm going to talk to him about that and you are not going to want to miss it. So be sure and stay tuned for that preview between the Saints and the Seahawks. That's coming up next. And so until then, go Hawks. Go Hawks.